Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We are in the conference championship round right now, not necessarily of our DraftKings contest, because what Pierre and I do each and every week is we look at the DraftKings contest, kind of take an early perspective. I know it's Wednesday today. We usually do it on Tuesdays, but, you know, it's it's... It's conference championship. It's the end of the year, Pierre. We're hitting this thing a little bit more relaxed nowadays. And it's kind of kind of somber. Like, it's kind of sad. Like, NFL season just came and went. Uh, it's crazy that we've been through really 20 weeks when you look at it in the, the extended regular season. So, coming to an end, probably be the last streamer contest as it'll just be a showdown type thing for the Super Bowl. So, uh, tough, tough to have this last conversation. But we did have a winner. Last week, do you know who it was? No, I don't. I I, I kind of checked out of that week. <laughs> I, I I finished somewhere in the middle of the pack, I think, but I don't know who won it. Who? Oh, was it Bo? Was it Bo McCoy? It, it was. Hey, Bo. He, hey, he was winning after the first day, and I was like, "What in the world did Bo do right this week?" And he put what Phil, he put the Philly Eagles in there, I think, a couple of different places. Travis Kelsey, that's what he did right. <laughs> he kind of set everybody apart. Uh, Kelsey and his thirty-five point eight. Uh, really kind of set him apart, but Bo took it down with Hertz, uh, P. Ryan, uh, Travis Etienne, Michael Gallup, T. Higgins, Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, and the Bengals defense. The Bengals defense. All 35. right. 35.4. Uh, I, I'm, I got connection issues, Pierre. I think it's on my end a little bit more so than your end. Maybe it'll clear up here in a second. I don't know. But, yeah, 135, I think, was his final score somewhere in that neighborhood. And, yeah, Travis Kelsey was just a beast last week. Do you think that he's going to be able to replicate that again this week against those Cincinnati Bengals? I, you think Cincinnati knows what's coming, and they'll be able to stop that. Do you agree? Shouldn't everybody know what's coming by now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Like, they've held him in check a little bit the the previous times they matched up but even since they're only 23rd you know against the tight end position and he just finds a way to get open so i think they're going to try to slow him down even more so obviously without tyreek hill but every team's been trying to do that um some have had a little success but, but most of the time he he still gets you know his teens to, to low 20s he's he's kind of set himself apart yet again with the tight end position it certainly is. And on this Tuesday or Wednesday afternoon, all we do is have uh, two games to look at. Four teams total, Pierre. And personally, I think I have built a beautiful lineup. I think this is a, a great week to be able to cash in on things. And one of the things I don't want to do is I don't want to do what I like to do best, and that's go down there and bottom feed too much. You know what I mean? I'm not going to try to shock the world. And I understand we got to do that in GPPs a little bit, where you got to try to find the jewel in all the rough. But I'm not going to do that this week whenever I'm just trying to build a lineup because the main guys come to play, and that's where the, the teams are really going to have to concentrate in order to get over the top and get this win this week. It's true, but you, you also want to find some value because it's going to help you get some more of those main guys. Um, the, the bright side is that a lot of these guys have been priced a little better than what they're usually priced during the regular season. So there, there's value just built into to some of these guys. But like last week, for example, I played a lot of Boston Scott just because he scored touchdowns against the Giants. Like 10 out of his 19 uh, touchdowns in his career were against the Giants. He was down around 40 4,300, 4,800, something along those lines. So I played him because it let me fit in, 
you know, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, uh, which that one didn't work out too well, but it let me get those type of guys in. Had I had a Kelsey instead of Diggs, then I have a big week myself. Um, so those are just the things you got to think about. Yeah, you want the studs um, because it's their time, you know, their, their time to shine. But as some of these guys are kind of underpriced and priced down, you, you want to play at least one or two of those because it's going to let you fit in more of those studs. Okay, that that does make sense. And I thought I saw you out there yelling at Josh Allen last week on the sideline whenever <laughs> Stephon Diggs didn't put up a lot of fantasy numbers. I thought that was you walking by him, waving your arms and wagging your fingers and stuff. I had enough. I, I was over it. But no, I didn't I didn't I didn't really touch Allen at all. I went with a lot of Burrow uh last week for for DFS purposes. Just I don't know, it's just a swagger about him. <laughs> I've always liked oh, yeah. Joe Burrow, and they went in and did what they did. I had him, I had Chase, but my bringbacks, there was really no bringbacks on the Bills. Like, Gabe Davis didn't do anything. Oh. I think Singletary may have got there late with a bunch of dump-offs, but I, I have the process of stack and bringback, and the bringback for Buffalo just wasn't great at all anywhere. I got you. All right. Well, let's take a look at this classic slate for Monday. So we'll be looking at or uh, sun, Sunday uh, all together. The games aren't played on Monday, although that'd be kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool uh, if they were. All right. So I'm looking here at this. I'm trying to get this all set up here. I, I'm, I'm lagging behind. Busy day, stuff like that. But I'm right here. My quarter jukebox, you know, I'm, I'm all over that kind of thing. So <laughs> look at these four quarterbacks and the value that they give us. We're still looking for three times the value this week. And right now at the top of the board is Patrick Mahomes and his hurt ankle. He doesn't have a questionable tag. He doesn't have anything like that sitting by him, but he's at 7,600, Pierre. I look at Jalen Hurts at 7,200, and I'm asking myself if I were to pick one of the two, I think I'd rather pick Jalen Hurts because he has that great rushing upside as well as the passing upside, but he is going against those San Francisco 49ers who don't allow a lot of rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts this week, Pierre, if you had to pick one of the two. I'm with you. I'm going Hurts. Uh, for one, it's going to save me about $400 of salary, but also he still does have the, the rushing upside. I don't expect Mahomes to scramble much at all if you believe the high ankle sprain, which is what I think he was diagnosed with. I know the 49ers do have a, a stout defense, but the, the Bengals defense has been pretty solid to, to close out the season as well. Um, one thing I'm really – lean hurts fours. I don't I don't think the 49ers secondary is that great. I, I think they're a little overrated. I, I think Bosa, Armstead, the guys up front, obviously the linebackers with Warner and you know those type of guys are are really the the meat of that defense. But I feel like the secondary is beatable. We saw it in Seattle in that first wild card game with Metcalf big game. Uh CD Lamb had a pretty big game uh this this last one as well. And you look at Philly and their receivers, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. If Hurts has time, he's going to be able, I think, to pick the, the Niners apart a little bit. So I definitely lean Hurts over Mahomes. The scary part about that is I know what that first pass to Devontae Smith looked like, and it was a nice, pretty ball. But, you know, that's that's a play that they come out of the out, out of the practice with all week long. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the one they ran over and over and over again. And it's just like, just throw it to the spot, Jalen. Make them think that you could throw the ball still with that hurt shoulder because the mm -hmm. rest of the, the rest of the game, I wasn't that impressed by his throwing ability. All right. I didn't see a lot of zip. Yeah. I didn't see a lot of zing. I saw the receivers having to reach for the ball a little bit more than normal. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed by his passing. But yes, you are absolutely right. San Francisco 49ers give up the fifth most points to wide receivers 
on DraftKings. So he should be able to have a good day. The, the bad thing is, is that they only give up the 28th most points to, to quarterbacks. So it's kind of a conundrum there. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, he only had to throw the ball 24 times against the Giants. He still completed 67% of his passes, uh, threw for two, rushed for one. Uh, you know, if they get like a, a PI uh, down there on like the one yard line, they're just going to sneak it. Like they're the best quarterback sneak team uh, in the entire NFL. What hurts there. So I just like it. They're at home. Um, it's going to be, it's tough. Cause you look at the spreads, like it's like within a point, like the over-unders are within a point. And the, the two highest projected scoring teams are Philly and Cincy. And what I show, they're both around 24 and a half. So I, I do like Hurts. Uh, I think the Eagles might might pull it off as well. So uh, I'm going to stick with Hurts. That's really just him and and one other quarterback I'm considering out of the four. Okay, so out of those two, you pick Jalen Hurts, and then you have Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy right now. At some point, Brock Purdy has to come down to earth, and now he's the, he's going to be on the road at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia has a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That crowd is going to be crazy. You know how they are in Philly. You know, I, I, I can't imagine the signs. I can't imagine what the, what the Philadelphia Eagle fans are going to be chanting at Brock Purdy if they threw snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus at some point in the, in the right. tenure there at Philadelphia. What are they going to be saying to Mr. Purdy? I don't know. But I, I look at Joe Burrow, too, and I love what you said earlier about this, and I see Kansas City, and I know how much DraftKings points Kansas City's off a defense lets up, maybe because their offense is so good. So we might mm-hmm. have a hair tick down a little bit here for Cincinnati, but I still think this is a great spot for Joe Burrow. 6,800. He's the least expensive out of those top three quarterbacks. I'm rolling with Joe Burrow this week, Pierre. Yep. And I, I think he'll be most popular, rightfully so. Um, again, it's the highest. Total um, by a point from a, an over-under standpoint, but they're also tied for the highest team total. Well, their favorite on the road, which kind of scares me a little bit. Um, I think everyone's on the Bengals, so that, that's the only, only reason I'm hesitant is because I think everyone's on the Bengals. Uh, when that happens, Kansas City could definitely come out and win this game. Uh, but I, I still think there'll be points scored in this game. I do like Burrow. Uh, you talk about Purdy you know, coming back down to earth. I think he... He kind of did that last week. Right. Uh, Dallas defense really held him in check. Uh, he didn't do much. You know, their, their defense kept him in the game. Uh, a couple penalties. Then McCaffrey was able to, to kind of punch one in there. Uh, a couple big plays to, to Kittle over the middle that got pretty much a field goal type game. Um, he won't be able to do that on the road in, in Philly, who, who I feel have a, a better, if not up to par, defense with the, the Cowboys. Maybe less pressure up front. Uh, but a better secondary. So yeah, I'm not I'm not playing any Purdy on the road in that environment. It'll be Hertz or Burrow for me uh, right now. I probably say the salary and go down to Burrow at 6,800. Okay, if we're doing Joe Burrow, we're gonna have to pair him up with somebody. And and by the way, you know that narrative that I said a couple of weeks ago, where I just saw the Cincinnati Bengals having a chip on their shoulder and and kind of pushing them a little bit forward. Man, mm-hmm. I think that is so true. You saw it last week whenever they won, and they were asking to give the, make sure you give the refunds and make sure you get the money back for that uh, game that was possibly being held in Atlanta and everything. So I think they do have something to prove. I love the swagger, like you said earlier, of Joe Burrow, but the whole team kind of seems to be latching on to the whole narrative of the NFL did us wrong. And that can really push a team forward if they got something to prove, Pierre. Well, in addition to that, like regardless of the, the tiebreakers, the coin talk, Etc. Like who was the who was the AFC team in Super Bowl last year? Yeah, I know Cincinnati Bengals. No credit, you know. <laughs> no, they get no credit. It's like they weren't even here. It's all Buffalo. 
it's all Kansas City. It's, it's like the Bengals didn't even exist. So that's even an additional, you know, type of chip on their shoulders. So yeah, I just I, I like Cincinnati. Okay. It's tough. Like I, I worry that they're the the favorites because Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. Um, but Joe Burrow is pretty. He's pretty cool, calm, and collected. So I'm I'll really say- looking forward to both of these games. So it yeah. should be exciting. I'll say this, though, too. When I watch Patrick Mahomes, and you know I got a lot of Patrick Mahomes on on the TV, first of all, because he's on the TV a lot, but also because my daughter likes to watch him, so I try not to miss a game. You know, It's one of our bonding times or whatever. And, and he creates so much with his legs, whether that's inside the pocket or running outside the pocket. You know, it's improvised. And, yes, it's within the, the Andy Reid system, but I'm telling you, a lot of those plays seem to break down. And that's where a lot of those yardage and the stats come into play. He has to buy a little bit more time, and I'm not sure that that's going to be there this week. And so that does have me concerned about taking Patrick Mahomes uh, this week as well. So I'm, I'm totally leaning Burrow. Yeah, and I mean, they they got some pressure. Like, you know, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson, those guys can get after you yeah. too. So if he if he's not mobile, it could be a long day for Mr. Mahomes. We talked about that on the Baseball Podcast last week. Rob Norton and I did, along with uh, Hutch. Well, Hutch was on there last week, Pierre, because he won the Baseball a couple of weeks ago. This week, hey, but guess who's on this week? Huh? Heath Cummings. Heath Cummings won what? last week. Yeah, you know, if I was going to lose a baby bowl, I, I'm going to lose it to Heath Cummings so he can come on the podcast. I was so excited when I saw that. The first day I saw Heath was kind of up there towards the top of the leaderboard, and I was like, all right. Let's go, Heath. Come on, buddy. <laughs> so I was really tearing off for that uh, real hard. Hey, if we're going to take Joe Burrow, we got to pair him up with somebody. I, I've been really disappointed in T. Higgins the last couple of games. We mm-hmm. talked about it here on the DFS Streamer podcast, how maybe what happened that Monday night with Hamlin and everything might have affected T. Higgins a little bit on the field. I know we still saw him get the targets. I don't know if it's a timing thing. I don't know what it is. I don't want to say it's anything mental or because, you know, that's reading into it too much. I just know this. T. Higgins hasn't put up the DraftKings points. So if I'm looking for a value, I'm not going to go to T. Higgins this week. I'm just going to go straight to Jamar Chase and say I'm done with it, you know? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's a unique situation uh, with, with him and Hamlin, thankfully. You know, DeMar Hamlin's okay, but, I mean, that's still going to sit in the, the back of your mind for a while. And even if you watch, like, that Buffalo game, like, he was involved in another situation where uh, deep ball went to him and the Bills players, he, like, ducked, and they wow. collided helmets and knocked them out. I'm like, this guy yeah. can't catch a break just being involved in the situation. So, so um, you can see his targets really haven't been there as much these last two, either four targets, six targets. Uh, you look at the history against the Chiefs. So the last couple of years, they played three times, uh, five targets, ten targets, five targets. Uh, really had one solid game at Kansas City um, in the playoffs. Uh, technically last year, he went for six for 103. Um, really good price on him. So if everyone's going to go chase, then it might be a, a good way to get off, you know, some of the, the popularity, rostership, ownership of Chase to Higgins. But I would leave. I would lean Chase as well. Uh, I kind of spoke that you really want to have that star receiver if you're going to stack it up with your quarterback because they tend to be the ones that get them there. You know, if Mahomes is going to have a big day, most likely Kelsey's going to have a big day. If, if Burrow's going to have a big day, I think most likely Jamar Chase will have to have a big day as well. So that would be the route I'd go. Yeah, if I'm going to go cheap in my Cincinnati stack, it's probably going to be uh, like a Burrow, a Chase, and then a Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst has mm-hmm. as many possibilities to catch a touchdown 
as any other cheap option that's on the board this week. So I, I'm probably looking to do and build that stack if I want to <laughs> slap a couple of those Cincinnati Bengals in there, which I do. I do. I think they got a point to prove. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably build around that kind of stack, Pierre. Yeah, I hate Hurst is a good play. 3K. Uh, Chiefs have had some some struggles against tight end. I don't even mind Boyd. Like Tyler Boyd's actually priced down pretty good as, mm-hmm. as well. 3,800. He's playing, you know, 70 plus percent of the snaps uh, out of those three games himself. He's gotten 10, 13 uh, in addition to a six, but he can get you 13 for 3,800. You would take that as well. And you don't have to worry about, for example, uh, a bring back because who who you think is going to be the most popular bring back for Kansas City? Oh yeah, you you gotta put uh you you, you gotta put what's his name? I know, Kelsey. You gotta put Kelsey, Kelsey. in there. Yeah, and that's you, the bring back option. Hurst. Yeah, uh-huh. you can go double tight end if you want to do that. But I mean, if you don't want to do that, you want to free up that tight end position to get Kelsey in there. And so Tyler Boyd's another cheap alternative at the yeah. receiver spot. It is, and and I just I like the targets that Hurst had last week, and I could just see I could just see me really trying to concentrate in on that. If I'm going over to the other side of things, the other game, and we're looking at the 49er Philadelphia oh, game, I got I got one more play with Burrow oh. that I think might be sneaky. Samaj P Ryan, can I interest you in 4500? Samaj P Ryan uh, saw seven rush attempts, five targets, caught all five. Uh, Played against Kansas City earlier. Obviously, Mixon was out that game, uh, but put up 24 and a half fancy points. Uh, in the playoffs last year when Mixon played, he had another four or five targets, caught three for 43 and a touchdown for 13 points. It's one of those salary savers, as I mentioned earlier, that you can maybe punt a little bit, uh, hope he falls into the end zone, and then pay up at receiver and tight end. So I do like Samaj P. Ryan as more of the pass catching back for the Bengals in a game against the Chiefs where they could potentially be trailing. So, sorry. You know we're on wide receivers right now, right? And I I know, I understand you're over there. You're just all giddy about Samaji P. Ryan and saving some dollars. You sound like me nowadays, Pierre, going with Samaji P. Ryan. At least you did not say a, uh, what was that guy's name? Kes Watkins. At least you didn't say Kes Watkins. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, when I, I know we're on receivers, but he's a pass catching back. So, I want oh. you can stack him. With Burrow, I didn't mention, you know, I wouldn't do mixing, uh, but but given that he can catch passes and he saw, you know, five targets, he can he can play him. No, no, you're absolutely right. And as I look for here through here, because I do want to put a lot of these wide receivers in here, and that's why I was going to go to the next game because kind of in our tier here, we got Jameer Chase, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Debo Samuel in this next little grouping here. I look at A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, and I'm like, oh, i got to get both of those guys in there, you know, because I want to get them both in there. San Francisco lets up the fifth most DraftKings points to wide receivers, so I want to jam those Philly receivers in there just like you and I talked about earlier because I don't think it's going to be a Goddard game. You know, last week was a little bit of a Goddard game, but uh, San Francisco is 24th against letting up points to tight ends, and they just uh, it doesn't seem like Philly's going to be able to run the ball either because San Francisco's got such a stout run defense. I really want to concentrate on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and try to figure out a way to get them in there. Yeah, um, I'm with you, uh, especially if you play Hurt. So if you play Jalen Hurt, the best way of stacking that Brown and Devontae Smith, even if they don't both get there, you hope at least one of them can carry the other. Um, but they've both been seeing, you know, fair enough targets. I know A.J. Brown got a little banged up uh, with his hip. I'm in that last game, but it, it looked like he fully practiced today, so he should be fine. Um, I also noticed that, like, Nick Sirianni, the head coach, kind of went over to him 
uh, in that game against the Giants as if to say, you know, I'm going to get you involved. I know you weren't necessarily involved this game, but we'll, we'll get you involved because it was mostly a Devontae Smith and Goddard game. And when you look at kind of where the 49ers have struggled, it's been more of the, the bigger type of receivers. Um, you look at DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett, for example. Metcalf was the one that, that kind of took off there, bigger guy, get behind the defense. I think he could see that with A.J. Brown. I think they'll make an effort to get him more involved since he only saw six targets, mm-hmm. and a couple of those weren't catchable. Uh, so I think I lean Brown if I had to pick one. But, yeah, okay. if you're playing Hurts, you want to get both of those guys in there if possible. Okay. Now, uh, last week when we watched the Philadelphia Giant game, and we couldn't concentrate on a lot of Giant players just because Philadelphia's defense is so good. But all week long I kept hearing uh, that the slot receiver is going – to have the most productive day against Philadelphia, and it was. Everybody was saying it's Richie James Jr. So uh, he was the guy. Who is going to be that guy this week, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, or is there another person? Or we can't really pinpoint anybody because San Francisco is so creative on offense. It could be anybody lining up in the slot to catch those little crossing patterns or those little quick hooks. Yeah, it's the it's the latter. So they just move them okay. all around. Like sometimes you'll see McCaffrey there. You'll see high up there. Debo will go in motion there. I think on the depth chart, Jawan Jennings is actually the one listed as the slot, but it could be either one. So I just look at your salary. Um, I'm leaning Ayuk a bit. He seems underpriced to me, 4400 for for Brandon Ayuk. Um, you got to be concerned with Brock Purdy. He, he tends to lean uh, on Kittle, uh, on, on Debo a bit, or dump offs to McCaffrey. So it seems like the the odd man out. He's only saw four or five and five targets uh, the last three games uh, outside of the the Raider game, which he saw twelve. Which I don't even believe that Debo Samuel played that game. Uh, so Ayuk seems like the odd man out. But given his price and given that they move him in the slot quite a bit, I think I would still lean him and hope that his box score kind of keep people off of him. Yeah, that Ayuk and that Debo price, I think, I know the Debo price dropped a couple of hundred dollars from last week, yeah. and I'm not sure about the Ayuk price, but they both look a lot like a Gabe Davis price. You know what I mean from last week where Gabe Davis was like, oh, we got to play Gabe Davis. Look at how cheap he is. Uh, there was a reason. You know, and it's almost like DraftKings knows that and DraftKings setting that up. And we see the narrative maybe going in a bad direction for San Francisco. So I, I may stay away from both of those guys. Look at those other wide receivers, though, Pierre, down here, just in that savings area. We can't go with a Juju. Juju just hasn't put up enough points to be able to do that. Although every time Kansas City seems to throw the ball a lot, Juju seems to do well. But I think those were games yeah. before Kadarius Tony, MVS, and McCole Hardman were a factor. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't so many options. Yes, the, the first guy you mentioned after that is the one I'm I'm leaning. Tony, me too, me too. At thirty seven hundred, that that seems so cheap. Yeah, but it, it stinks because he's only playing like thirty percent of the snaps right now, and that's even been with Hartman gone. But they use him so much, you know, in the red zone, um, which is where you kind of want him to get the action. So even like the last couple of games, he's got a rushing attempt in the red zone. Uh, he got a target and two rushing attempts in the red zone the game before that, two targets in the red zone the game before that. And he's getting right around 10, 12, 10. He's also really good at breaking tackles, which I don't know if you've noticed. So if he mm-hmm. can maybe you know get a big play and break a few tackles, he's going to pay off that 3,700 pretty easily. Hartman's coming off injury, so I don't, I don't really want to lean him at all. But Tony's only 200 more than Hartman. And I love his 
zone activity. In addition to Kelsey, I, I think Tony's the other guy I would want uh, from I, the pass catching standpoint. Kansas City. I do too. I think he's the best cheap option down here. That's that's what I'm looking at right here. All right, Pierre, let's dip over to DSTs real quick. We'll hit tight ends in just a minute. Uh, we only got a couple more minutes left here on the DFS Streamer podcast. For me, in the playoffs, it's really seemed like just go with the cheap one, man. Go with the cheapest option. Don't pay up. It doesn't seem like it's really benefited to pay up. And so I'm just yeah. going to stick Cincinnati Bengals in there and just save the money. Yeah, I mean, he can. It, it doesn't hurt. And defense is so much variance, which we talk about often on this show. Like, all it takes is a mistake. Pit six, uh, scoop and score on a fumble, block punt. Anything like that can happen to any team, even against the best offenses. So when you get down to this point, you know, all these teams are good. Yeah, it's, it's fine to punt. So I don't mind Cincinnati at 2,300. Um, I don't mind the Eagles up at 28. Like, that's pretty cheap for the Eagles. You mentioned that the, the Brock Purdy shoes bound to drop on the road in Philly. Could be a good time for, for him to fold a bit. And so if teams are just punting to the, the Bengals, I actually like the Eagles quite a bit at home against Brock Purdy, who will be on the road. I agree. If I'm going to pivot, I'm going to pivot to the Eagles. But I, I'll probably try to split that one 50-50. just depends on how much – I'm spending it elsewhere, I guess is what it is. But I have no preference there. Tight ends, Pierre. I, I uh, Let's see. 49ers. For, uh, Philadelphia gives up the 19th most DraftKings points to tight ends. That's not really good. Uh, 49ers you know, give up the 24th most points to tight ends, and that, that's really not good. Then Cincinnati's 13th, and or I mean Kansas City's 13th. I'm sorry. I write this stuff backwards whenever I write it. Since, uh, Kansas City is 13th, and Cincinnati gives up 12th. I don't understand why Travis Kelsey's there at the 23rd. I don't, I don't why why he's got a 23 by him. Maybe that's just me being wrong. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong year. Whenever I'm looking at how many DraftKings points uh, uh, the the Cincinnati Bengals give up two tight ends, but I don't think so. I know Kelsey's the favorite. I like Hayden Hurst just because he's at 3K. Caught a touchdown, been yeah. kind of active in the games, so I just don't know why not a Hayden Hurst. So I think the question you have to ask yourself is kind of a separator. So do you feel more comfortable paying up for receivers or running backs and punting um, right. tight end? Or do you feel more comfortable punting, let's say, a receiver and, and then getting up to, to Kelsey? Like, what's going to be the, the separator? So last week, Kelsey was the separator. His, his 35 points at, at tight end really set him oh. apart from the rest of the field, even with Goddard having a pretty good game. And he only got 16.8. So unless you had Goddard and Kelsey, you really didn't stand a chance because you were now 19 points in the hole um, in comparison. If, if Kelsey only gets you 16, 17, it's not that big. But if he gets you 30, you're probably going to want Kelsey. Um, and then when it comes to double tight end, which some people do, you have to think about what do you prefer? Do you prefer a Hirsch um, at 3K, a Goddard? At 4,100, or do you prefer a guy like Tony at 37, Boyd at 38, um, your guy Quez Watkins? <laughs> uh, do don't you prefer one of them? Say, or, don't laugh when you say that name, man. No, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. That is kind of a conundrum, and I think builds will all be a little bit different. I'm, I know I'm going to build a lot of different lineups this week. I say a lot. I'm just going to probably narrow it down to about five different lineups that I'm going to build. But I may have Hayden Hurst in there as that 3K option, and then sometimes have Tony in there as that 3K option. You know, just kind of mix that up a little bit, just in case one of them does go off. I may even throw a Kez Watkins or a Samanti P. Ryan in there as well. Pierre, over here on running backs, 
Is McCaffrey going to be worth it? Is 8K going to be worth it to put Christian McCaffrey in there against the Philadelphia Eagle defense, who's, who don't give up a lot of points to running backs at all? 27th, 27th in the league in points to tie, uh, running backs. It's going to be tough. <laughs> and he's got the calf issue as well, so they were they were trying to spell him quite a bit uh, with Elijah Mitchell, but now Elijah Mitchell's you know, also got the Q tag, so you're going to have to wait to see kind of how that develops. But, you know, McCaffrey only played, what, 67% of the snaps, which is it's great, but you would like them to be up towards that 80, especially against the defense like the Eagles. Um, I know the Shanahan family has a really great run scheme, so they're going to try to to run McCaffrey, you know, open. But you need him to get like 24 uh, to pay off his salary. So I do worry about that. I I don't think I'll be paying up for him right now. Um, but again, it will depend on what the the, the rest of the the population is going to be doing. If we get to Sunday morning and I realize that no one's playing Christian McCaffrey, I'm probably going to play Christian McCaffrey. Just to be a little bit different. Okay, out of the rest of the running backs, we got to mix in a McKinnon, a Pacheco, a Sanders, Mitchell. Uh, that's about it. Uh, is there anybody that's your favorite out of there? I mean, Mixon got a workload last week, and I wonder if they aren't kind of giving him that workload just to feed the dog, you know, who seems to be barking a lot on, during the week about not getting respect and stuff like that. I, I wonder, maybe it's Mixon season right now in the playoffs. I mean, it could be. It's it's an ugly running back field this week. Um, Mixon did see 20 um, attempts, which he hadn't seen since week nine. So was that because of the, the weather in Buffalo? Was that because they saw something in Buffalo's defense? Who knows? Um, but, I mean, you can go Mixon. He probably has the best matchup. With him having the best matchup, as I mentioned earlier, I like Samaj P. Ryan down at 4,500 uh, to get a little bit different. Uh, with Kansas City, it's really going to depend on how you feel like the, the game script's going to go. Uh, if you feel like they're going to get out in front, I think you can go with Pacheco uh, at 5,300 there. If you feel like they're going to get behind and Cincinnati's going to be out in front, uh, you can go back to McKinnon, who's kind of burned people two weeks in a row. Uh, but he he's definitely their, their pass-catching uh, running back himself. So if I had to pick two right now, based off how I feel the, the script might go, it'd probably be a McKinnon and P. Ryan type in order to try to get some targets out of it, save some salary, pay up in other spots. You, you know who my favorite running back is this week? Yeah. Go Scroll all the way to the bottom, Pierre. Go all the way to the It's a revenge week for one guy. Revenge week for one guy. All the way at the bottom. You don't see it? I don't know. Huh? I don't know from where you're at. Trey Sermon. Huh? Isn't it a Trey Sermon revenge week? for? He's on the Philadelphia roster. I don't know if he's on the roster. He's on the practice squad. I don't know if he's in uh, Melvin Gordon territory right now with Philadelphia, but he's playing against San Francisco. Come on, let's lace him up. Let's go, Trey Sermon. Yeah, no. <laughs> Look, I'm joking. I'm having uh, – we can't I, laugh a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's just a joke. Trey Sermon. Don't do not put Trey well, Sermon. Well, it's just Philly in general. Like They have like a three-headed monster there. So that's why I didn't mention any of them because – Sanders, let's saw 40%, Gainwell 37, 23 from Boston Scott. It's just too spread out, even more spread out than the, the 49ers that when they were kind of pairing up you know, McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. So I just can't, I can't trust that right now. I, I know. I, it was a joke. I thought it was going to be funnier, but I, I don't know. Maybe your sense of humor <laughs> is still you know, on the sidelines of Buffalo. I was looking at projections, so I wasn't looking at who was at the bottom oh. of the backfield. 
That's right. You use a cheap sheet, so that's that's fine. Hey, Pierre, we're about to build us a lineup here. I don't think I introduced anything. And by the way, all the connection issues disappeared somebody, somewhere about halfway. I don't know if the clock turned or something like that, but any connection issues we had, we ran with it, and we're going with it now, too. So, Pierre, as you get this lineup built, let me make sure everybody knows you are on Twitter, at PeeWee31. I am on Twitter, at Lofinit, and the show is on Twitter, at FI Today, with a little underscore there as well. We'll probably pin this one there, and we'll always have a DraftKings contest, a DFS Dream or DraftKings contest that pops up under that tweet, under that show tweet that goes and will be pinned in both probably my Lofanet account and the FI Today account as well. Um, well I'll, have to, I'll have to save one of those accounts for the Heath Cummings interview coming up on the Bay Bowl, Pierre. Bay Bowl got record numbers, 164, 164 entries in for the Bay Bowl. I wanted 200. I didn't quite get 200, but, man, you guys did a great job. You guys have been doing a great job sharing all of these different podcasts here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. You've been doing a great job uh, with hitting reviews and slapping stars around. We really appreciate you very much. Uh, fit, fit fam very very much here on the DFS Streamer podcast all the questions we got received during the regular season and we're just honored to be able to help anybody win a championship or be able to do things like that it was cool to be able to see that at the end of the year Pierre it was it was really neat and you know that's what that's what we do it for like we like to talk sports but we, we want to help people better their fantasy games you know better DFS better their season long you know we're here to assist we we kind of talk through things ourselves and with other listeners, like other analysts that are listeners, like we listen to each other just to try to get ideas and to try to improve our game. So really do appreciate you tuning in. Uh, appreciate all the interactions and stuff that we get, you know, on the social media machine. Uh, a pleasure to, to know that you're listening to us. So thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, I hope to take your money one last time. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's a good one. All right, we played the game all year long. Which quarterback is Pierre going to choose to build a lineup with? And I'm trying to guess that one after the show a little bit. And since he does not have an Indianapolis Colt quarterback to choose from this last week here, I am going to say you're going to save some money because you want to squeeze some of those people in there. At 6,800, I think you're going to put Joe Burrow in there. I think at the end of it all, if you look and see that you have some money left over, you don't, you might switch that over to Jalen Hurts. I, but I think you're going to start with a Joe Burrow. Yes, yes. I'm I'm going to start with Burrow. Didn't have to take one last shot at my coats. I will tell listeners, if we hire Jeff Saturday, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, but <laughs> Joe Burrow, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of stack him up quite a bit. Uh, so give me P. Ryan at running back. Give me wow. Tyler Boyd and Chase um, at receiver uh, to go with Joe Burrow there. I'm going to go with the Bengals defense. Just kind of punt that defense, 2,300, cheapest one on the slate. Uh, talked about a bring back. I'm going with Kelsey. I'm going to hope that he can kind of set himself apart at tight end again. Uh, I do want a part of the, the Eagles receiving course. So give me A.J. Brown. I'll go ahead and pay up for him at, at 7K. Uh, give me McKinnon. Uh, I think the uh, the Chiefs could get behind here. So give me McKinnon at the other running back position. You've got uh, a dollar it, left, Pierre. You have no, $1. I, I got enough to get Brandon Ayuk, uh, 4,400. Really like his price. Uh, hopefully he's the the slot receiver uh, more often than not against the Eagles. So Joe Burrow, Jarek McKinnon, Samadhi Piran, Brandon Ayuk, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Brown, Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase, Bengals D. Okay, really appreciate you, Pierre. Great job this year. And my friend, I look forward to talking to you. Maybe we'll build a showdown lineup or something. You know how we'll squeeze something in before the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're a great host as always. Uh, been a pleasure talking to you throughout these 20 plus weeks. And uh, let's go. Hopefully, make some folks some money. Let's go. 
uh, yeah, everybody, make sure you go and make a positive impact in somebody's life today.